0: Hi, my name is Anja Karvovska and I'm the host of this amazing podcast, Get Unstuck With Your English. If you are a neurodivergent person, struggling with learning the language, tend to procrastinate too much, or maybe you have so many goals, you get lost right out of the bed, if you answered yes to any of these questions, you have come to the right place, my friend. I'll teach you how to apply cognitive science and evidence-based methods to your learning. I will walk you through the learning plateau. If you're scared to talk, the vocabulary evaporates your mind, I've been studying for ages, following shiny objects, binge watching Netflix, hoping that the knowledge will cross your head for osmosis. If so, I'm here to help you. I'll show you how to study and tackle the language, and most importantly, how to make it stick. I'm inviting you on the journey with me. Let's add a science sprinkle to your learning. Hello, hello, it's me, Anja Karwowska. I'm broadcasting this message from my corner of the world. The weather is really nice, the sun is shining, spring or summer has finally arrived, so I'm very excited. How about you? What's the weather like in your corner of the world? So today's episode will be a little bit different. I've decided to to tweak it, maybe not tweak it, but to... I've decided to change it a little bit and it's because I have been receiving lots of messages from the parents and educators So I've decided once in a while I'll answer one question or two questions in my podcast. So today's question is, a parent is dyslexic, what about the child? So that's a very good question because, yes, dyslexia is hereditary, but that does not mean that if the parent is dyslexic, the child will be dyslexic. We're just talking about the likelihood, right? So about we're talking about the statistical likelihood because it may turn out that the child is dyslexic the parents are not dyslexic or that the parent is dyslexic or the parents are dyslexic and the child is not because we have to take genes into consideration and what do i mean by saying genes so dyslexia runs in families right but it's not always happening from generation to generation sometimes it's a little bit more complex however however Now we have a little bit more information why. So recent research has shown that dyslexia is linked to 42 genetic variants in the biggest study of its kind. So finally, we'll have a better understanding of dyslexia and its expression. It'd be easier to understand, hopefully soon, how to assess if a child is dyslexic. And just to reiterate, you do not become dyslexic. So you either are dyslexic or you are not, and dyslexia can be diagnosed as early as the child is two months old. However, I wanted just to adopt that I'll be adding the ref, the study, the study's reference in the podcast episode description. So if you're interested, please read it. And if you have any questions, concerns, issues, or you would like to somehow to translate the study to let's say quote unquote normal language, please reach out to me. And now the, the question. So I'm saying hello to the lovely mom who reached out to me on Instagram. So what if parent is dyslexic, what about the child? How to check if the child is dyslexic, right? Because the parents may be dyslexic, but the child does not have to be dyslexic. So one thing is, look at the child's speech development. How they are developing. Are they having problems with spoken language? Are they struggling with sequencing, right? Are they struggling with prosody? Are they struggling with rhythm? If you are reading nursery rhymes, right? Can the child, let's say we're talking about Children at the kindergarten or preschool age, if the child can retell the part of the nursery rhyme to you, right? Are they having problems with the days of the week, months of the year, sequencing, recalling color names, right? Are they struggling with pronunciation, for example? Are they confusing p- and, b- and g, and d- these are like the most common red flags. And again, it does not mean that your child is dyslexic. It means that we have a little red flag and we have to investigate it further. So again, if your child is bilingual, you will reach out to a bilingual speech therapist, that would be lovely. And that'd be the best way to go. If not, I would seek for a child's SLP and I would look at the, what we call a majority language. So usually children are bilingual at a certain stage. They very often have a preference of one of the other languages. So I would go there. And now, what if we don't know if a child is dyslexic? We think they might not be dyslexic, but we just want to foster the the good patterns, right, we want to foster the language understanding, we want to give them a head start before the kindergarten, before the school. So what you can do actually is start with phonemic awareness. So start with spoken language. Phonemic awareness begins with spoken language, right? So use songs and rhythms. And rhymes, singing, reciting, you know those little nursery rhymes like ba ba black sheep, right? Or twinkle twinkle little star. Play listening games, for example, retell or send out the sound back to me. I say b, you say b, I say d, and so on and so forth, right? You can use manipulatives. Manipulatives are a fantastic way of working with your child because it not only fosters a good pencil grip when they are older, right? But it's great, like blacks and beads, even for your child to play with them, or for example, to make DVC ways with them. We have cat, cat, C-A-T. So all sorts of games like this, reading aloud, for example, then asking the child to retell their older like, bam, bam, black, whatever, right? Did I say black or did I say peg? So all those games that would foster the phonemic awareness are a wonderful, wonderful way to go. Fine motor skills. So again, I would look into Montessori methods and all of it. It's fantastic. I would say it's even, it's so much better than in some kindergarten, children have to sit down by the desk, take the pencil and write. So I would just focus on fine motor skills, skills as the preparation. So that's B. And again, if you suspect that there might be any issues, any issues whatsoever, just reach out to an SLP or a specialist, or I would say, yeah, bilingual would be best, but if it's not possible, just look at a specialist from your majority language, if I may say so, right, because sometimes we have access to SLPs in L2, but we need an SLP in L1. So I will do that and I will reach out to the specialist, depending on the, the major language, right? Because sometimes children use the second language more, sometimes they tend to use the first language until they go to the kindergarten, preschool, play more with other children, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So just reiterating and summarizing, dyslexia is genetic, but that does not mean that your child is dyslexic. Check the phonemic hearing, check the speech development, check the sequencing. If you are suspecting that your child might be dyslexic, focus on, look out for the specialist, that's A, dyslexia specialist, SLP, etc. then focus on fostering the phonemic awareness, focus on fine motor skills. You can add multi-sensory methods, so playing with Play-Doh, making letters from Play-Doh, right? Multi-sensory methods, sand tray, now the weather is beautiful, go outside and play in the sand sandbox trace the sounds and letters, you know, on a beach, wherever you go, the easiest, the most I would say, you don't have to buy like a a box of books, right. And asking your child just to, okay, now we're doing this, now we're doing that. Just go outside, be outside and utilize whatever you have around you. And what um, I think I have not stressed it enough. Please, 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 for the love of universe, do not fall out fall for sorry, fall out. you will fall out with me if you fall for the whole language myth. So just because your child is reading the whole story it does not mean that the child is reading. It means that the child is just repeating. So to check if the child can read, we have to check the nonsense words. That's for all the kids, not for the preschoolers and and you know, etc. I'm just asking talking about all the kids. So very often parents fall for the books that promote the whole reading myth. We do not read whole words, that's not how our brain reads. So I would tread very carefully and look for evidence and science-based sources. And I wanted to tell you that if you're a parent who is struggling, you know, especially if you're a teacher and educator, I have a little course which is called Dyslexia in the EFL Classroom. It's self-paced, there are six modules, six recordings, there are ten web books. It's available in the form of a podcast. It's only $27, so it's very affordable. That was my goal. I wanted to create an intro course that is affordable for everyone. So you can just click in the episode description and get it, yeah. And for people who are inquiring, especially for those who are on my waitlist and they are inquiring about my course, sexy in the EFL Classroom, the course will launch on September 12th. So you can hop on the waitlist. And if you want more info, there will more info coming in June. So other than that, have a wonderful, wonderful day, evening, afternoon, whenever, wherever you're listening to to me. And hopefully, talk to you next time. Bye.